You don't need more leads. You just need to treat your leads better. Hi everyone, I'm Mike, she's Holly, and this is Married to Marketing, a weekly podcast where we cover topics from marketing to customer experience to technology and how you can apply it to your business strategy today. Hey everyone, we're back from our summer break just in time for football, a new school year, and of course, budget season. We wanted to take some time to go through what we think you'll want to include in marketing in your marketing budget for 2020. There are lots of different ways that we could go with this, and this, like, we could probably spend days talking about this, uh, but we won't. We could, and we have. We have, uh, but we know that we need to keep this focused and we want to give you some some solid takeaways here today. So we're going to focus this on the one thing that each of us absolutely think you have to include in your marketing budget for next year. Excluding the obvious. Like, you know, we we want to make sure that you've got certain things in place. You know, let's let's hit those first, right? If you don't have a website, if you don't have great photos and maybe some videos that show what you're all about, stop, hit pause, take care of those things first. Yeah, absolutely. And um, when it comes to photos, I know that that can be a challenge for folks is to get really good, high quality pics um, is an investment, right? Uh, We can't necessarily include that in our budgets every year. But what we have found is there's, excuse me, a middle ground where you can do Um, some enhancements to your photos. So for instance, we have a ton of uh, apartment communities, which is my uh, marketing that I do mostly, and that a lot of them are under 100 or 50 units. So they don't have a staged model in place. So the photos that we have are of vacant apartments. Um, Wood floors, walls, and a ceiling don't really tell a great story. It's hard to showcase anything with that and get a buyer excited. So now, as technology uh, moves forward every year, there's uh, some great companies out there that do digitally staged photos. So they'll drop in all the furniture, lighting, even paint colors on the walls, make a huge difference in showcasing what you get or what your customer is going to get if they move in. They can understand, oh, that room can fit a queen-size bed and some end tables and a dresser fantastic that's the place that's what i'm looking for and we see a much higher engagement rate with those photos without having to go through the process of a full new photo shoot and the expense that goes along with that i I like that idea of enhancements first of all i think that the virtual staging stuff is super cool i've seen it it looks looks very real and if you don't have a ton of money to spend it's it's actually pretty affordable too yeah absolutely um but I like that idea of enhancements because it applies to the website too. Like, right. you know, the website for me is not something that is just a, an online brochure. Hey, hey, look at what we have. It is a it is a lead machine. It's a, it's it's your number one selling tool that that never takes a break. And so there's lots of different ways that you can continue to enhance that, make improvements, and make it a more effective tool. Whether that is um, providing more information. Um, like FAQs, whether that is bringing in social proof and testimonials, whether that is adding in pop-ups and other ways to help convert leads and capture information. There's lots of different ways that you can continue to enhance that and and should. Yeah, definitely. 
Cool. Uh, so, so those are the obvious things. Um, and now we want to get to like the one thing that, that each of us thinks you just have to have in your budget for next year. We're actually going to start with Holly. Uh, so Holly, what yes. is the one thing that marketers have to have in their budget for 2020? Um, I will tell you the one thing that I am focusing on having in my budget for 2020. And it all comes from uh, making sure that you are setting the right expectations for your prospects. A um, little bit different, right? Like, But this is what I found is I spend a lot of time and I think everyone should shopping either their own company and their own stuff or their competitor stuff to see what the customer journey is like for your prospects, right? Because there's always going to be gaps. No one's doing it perfect. And especially with technology moving at the speed it is and customers' expectations changing all the time. You need to see what their journey looks like and how you've created their journey for them. So one thing I found as I was shopping myself is that my lead management tool sends out an autoresponder when a prospect submits an inquiry on our website or via one of our advertising partners. And that uh, autoresponder says, we'll get back to you right away. Sounds lovely, right? Except it's a huge lie. <laughs> um, because if someone reaches out to us at Friday at 6 p.m., no one's getting back to them till Monday. Now, I'm from the East Coast, grew up in New England, so my patience level is about two and a half minutes. That's my threshold for right away. So three days is just a lie. And I'm not trying to start any relationship with a customer with a lie. And what we've basically done there is just depleted a bunch of trust right from the get-go. Yep. And there are easy ways around that, right? Like fix the autoresponder is the most obvious one. But I didn't want it to just say, we'll get back to you in three to five days. Also not great right. with the way customers shop nowadays. Yep. So what we did and the things that we invested in are what can we do to fill that customer's time until we can get back to them? So the first thing it says, obviously, is thank you for considering us. Second, here are our actual business hours. So it right away communicates when they know there's going to be a human there to talk to if that's what they want to do. Then three, it invites them to look at the virtual tours of our communities and ask them to schedule an online tour themselves. And we see a really high engagement rate with that because people um, kind of don't want to talk to humans sometimes anyways. They just want to get done whatever their task is. Like, I love that my dentist has an online tour or appointment scheduler because I can just schedule my own appointment. I don't have to go back and forth with them of what about Wednesday at 2? No, what about Thursday at 4? I can just find the time that matches my calendar. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Sure. So they can do that at midnight, you know, on Saturday, and they're done with that task, and they're moving forward down the path to becoming our actual customer. Um, but it's because we told them right from the get-go, either you help yourself or you wait till Monday. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, it's so simple, but it's also something that probably not enough people are doing, just 
to actually go through the process as as a customer and see where are you letting them down in those expectations mm-hmm. and where are you setting expectations that you can't meet right you know it's it's uh you know it's setting your your sales team up for for failure right out of the gate exactly i i, I love that uh that's really that's really cool so shop your own stuff do an audit Mm-hmm. of what you already put out and what that customer journey looks like and then use that as an opportunity to reset expectations and actually communicate how to do business with you. Yeah, and then find where your gaps are and see what you need to buy and include in your 2020 budget in order to fill those gaps. That might be an email drip campaign that just auto-responds with the correct information. Yep. That might be the online tour scheduler. Um, if you don't have it in place already, buy that, <laughs> get yeah. that, give them something that they can work on instantly when you're not available. Um, that potentially, depending where you are with your budgets and what you already have in place, maybe going to a 24-hour call center. You know, it's a big investment, but if you do want to give your customers 24 hours access, then that's what you're going to have to do. So for each kind of set or where your budget is, you can see what the gap is and what you need to fill it with. Yeah. And and maybe some things that you thought you needed but didn't. Right. Like, you know, some things that you have been doing forever that aren't really relevant anymore that you should just stop doing. Well, it's kind of the swap out, right? Yeah. Like I've said a lot of times, um, you don't need more leads. You just need to treat your leads better. I, hang on. Can you say that again? I, I, I love this so much, and I just want to make sure that, that we all get a chance to hear it one more time. From the top, you don't need more leads. You just need to treat your leads better. I love that. That's, and it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it works out every time. If you give them the opportunity to convert, they will, or they will at a higher rate than if you don't give them the opportunity. Right. Cool. Uh, my turn, I guess, mm-hmm. right? So, so, Mike, what is the one thing you think needs to be included in budgets for 2020? So, so mine is almost a after you've done your communication audit and you've mm-hmm. figured out all the gaps now you can really go on offense and start to go after the right customers at every step of the process. And for me, the number one place, the number one uh, channel to do that is through Google advertising. And I would include I would cl- include YouTube in that too, but you know, if I just think about where people go to shop and where they go to do research about what to buy they start at Google. You know, if you're in consumer goods, maybe that's Amazon. But for the most part, like for you with apartments, people are starting at Google. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from our market research study last year, we found that 84% of all apartment searches started on Google. And that should come as no surprise to anyone. And they might go in any any number of directions after that, but they're starting at Google. Mm -hmm. And then... They get a certain they get they get down a path to a point where they have more questions, 
and they come back to Google with something else. Exactly. Um, and every single one of those points where they come back to Google is an opportunity for you to understand what they're looking for and get in front of that customer with the right answer to their question. Yes. So it's one of those things that is useful at the very beginning of the process, at the middle of the process, and even towards the end of the process when they're ready to buy and ready to come to your door. There are opportunities there to go click here to get directions, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. But I think that there's not a better tool out there for um, getting really surgical about going after specific keywords and phrases and things that you know people are searching for. Um, And you can even start to understand which ones get more traffic, which ones are more competitive because everybody else is buying those terms, which ones are less competitive because other people just don't understand their customers as well or aren't willing to answer those questions or go after it. But you can get really, really specific to get in front of the right people who are the right customers for you. Now, it's not really that useful if you haven't done the work ahead of time to set set the stage for them, give them the right answer, have the tools in place to capture those leads. I know that you've got, you know, what's your what's your uh your what's your system for this? <laughs> right. I mean, it's all about bait trap lock, right? Like I always talk about again, growing up on the Cape and um, crab fishermen and lobstermen and everything. And like, it doesn't make any sense to throw that bait out in the water with Google ads if you don't have a trap and a lock, right? Like you've got, you need something there to actually catch the fish. And so uh, for us, in our case, we spent a lot of time on our websites going, getting really granular with our landing pages to answer very, very specific questions. So again, referencing apartments, but we got down to the nitty gritty of apartments in Washington, D.C. with washers and dryers because a lot of the apartment communities or apartments themselves don't have washer dryers in the unit. It's something that people search for. Now, it's not going to have the search volume that apartments in D.C. has, and that's okay because I actually want to advertise the feature that the person, our customer, is looking for and that we have. And they don't just go to our homepage where they're not going to see that information. They go to the landing page about how awesome our washers and dryers are. Because I'm a laundry nerd and our washers and dryers are amazing. (laughs) And I tell people, there's no agitator. That means you can fit 15 pairs of jeans in there. That's the best. (laughs) (laughs) But it's very specific to the question they asked. And that allows them to convert easily and comfortably. Yeah. So... Once you have that in place, you know what it is that you offer, what it is that your customers are going to be looking for, what questions that they have, mm-hmm. you can then use that, uh, one, to close the gap on mm-hmm. the communication side, create the answers, create the content that answers their question, yeah. and then use that as something to point them to when they're actually doing that search. Yeah, absolutely. And then they do. They just convert higher because you've told them the answer to the question they actually asked in a very simple and clear way. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't make it easier for people to, to buy at that point. Right. That's great. I love it. So, so let's recap. Uh, we want to go through each one of us had one thing we want you to consider 
So Holly, what's the one thing that you want people to include in, in their budgets this year? So I said, find the gap uh, and make sure that you're setting the right expectations for your customer. So where in the customer journey are you falling down and making sure you find the right piece or tool to plug in there. And, um, you know, that could be as something as simple as content or it could be a tour scheduler. It just depends. You'll see where your gap is. I can't tell you that from afar. For us, it was our autoresponder not doing us any favors and not doing our salespeople anything but get set up for failure. That makes a lot of sense. And my one thing, um, I wouldn't do my one thing until you've done hers. Uh, <laughs> um, but my one thing is uh, go on offense. And once, you've, once you understand what your customers are looking for and how you want to communicate that with them, then, then go after them with really smart, targeted Google ads. We know that at every single step of the process, people are going to Google to do research, to look at reviews, to get people's feedback, um, to understand what the next step in the process looks like. And that's an opportunity for you to buy those keywords, get in front of people, and point them directly to the pages on your website, the videos, the social content, the different things that you know answer those questions for you. Ideally, you want to point them to uh, somewhere where you can capture that lead. So typically that's your website, but make sure that you have the the answers in place that that give people direction and tell them the next step in the process towards making a you know towards making a purchase with you. That's ours. We want to hear from you. What are you looking to include in your budget for next year? Let us know. We'd love to hear what you're focused on right now. That's all for now. If you find value in these conversations, we want to hear from you. She's a part mentalist on social, and I'm M. Whaling. Hit us up. We also want you to share the podcast with someone who might find value and leave us a review on, podca- on Apple Podcasts. It helps more than you know. Thanks for being here with us, everybody. That's all we have for this week. Make sure to subscribe and hit us up on social if you have questions or a topic you want to hear us cover on a future episode. Until next time, take care of your customers and keep your eyes and mind open. Inspiration is everywhere, and your next great breakthrough is likely right in front of you. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. We appreciate you. We'll see you right back here next time on Married to Marketing. Marketing.